last time on Dice Funk. We own hospitality. We treat all the hospitality employees better than they were getting treated before. And I feel like then we have the people on our side. So you see a painting that is called The Orphans of Semuanya, which is the name of the lizard folk god. So how much does Bo's job pay you? Because I'll triple that. What about Memphis? What about Memphis? His assassins. Frank's going to use minor conjuration to conjure a second set of uh, trading cards to leave here. And he can make sure that nobody takes our weapons. Yeah. Your dad got kidnapped by the creature in this painting. We need to understand how and why that happened. Frank, when you use Firebolt, you summon Yolo the Dragon. When you use Vitriolic Sphere, you summon the Acidic Hamster. I conjured Elemental, and I just squished them into a kind of scary shape. Why? Well, I wanted superpowers, so I took the egg that gives you superpowers. That worked out perfectly. Nobody got hurt. So I was going to kidnap him and then, you know, save him. And then he'd like respect me. And what power did you get from that uh, egg? <laughs> Conduit of skill. I was inviting you into the coup, OK? Because <laughs> I, I wanted you to be part of this. God damn it, Wendy. And you pull a listening device that you were bugged with. Richard Sharp just starts wailing on his son in front of you guys. Can I turn into a rat and go for the room real quick? I, I want to try to secure the Sephiroth while we can, so that's not like a wild card factor right now. Up on the crime side, the New York Times side. Staying alive was no job. Had second hand. Moms bounced on old man. So then we moved to Shallon Land. A young youth, you're rocking the go to. No goose, only way I begin to G York was drug loot. And let's start it like this, son. Rolling with this one and that one. I, I, I've been ruined in that I have a group of friends who recently have taken to just referring to any time they eat anything as boring it. And now anytime I have food, just there's a voice in my brain that's like, oh yeah, you've all that donut. No! <laughs> it, I have been ruined. Cursed. Cursed. I figured out why you're cursed, Laura. Uh, I, I think we have a fun sport we are going to event. It's called, what is it, Point Blank Execution of the Elderly? Is that is that a sport? <laughs> okay, so on the last episode of this adventure, uh, <laughs> Reese ran off into Algernon Sharp's room to look for the Sephiroth. Uh, that is S-E-F-I-R-O-T, in case you're curious at home. There's an H at the end, too. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, translating Hebrew, is, ancient Hebrew is inexact science. Anyway, uh, while I Reese was, is I up I was to... making a Final Fantasy joke. Yeah. No, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's <laughs> okay. a different... I'm going to crawl back into my cave for the day. Bye. <laughs> no, it's just a different, spe it's a different spelling of the same word. It's like it's like Aerith and Eris, you know, just it's exactly the same thing as that. Exactly. Translators made choices in 1997. Um, <laughs> they just they super did. The they rest of the <laughs> this episode is going to send me directly to hell. I can feel it. <laughs> it's not the coffee. You sure? <laughs> it's a combination. The rest of the party is in the server room with Richard Sharp. Um, Richard is attacking his son. Uh, Frank is using his conduit of protection to shield him for now um, but when Richard couldn't you know successfully do the thing he came down here to do he took off his scarf that he was using as a blindfold and we rolled initiative so unless anybody has anything they want to do we're about to start combat 
I, I want to ask a basic question. Uh-huh. Is there any effect on our stats for play for, for doing combat with our eyes shut? Ooh, okay. So, let's start, um, because as soon as we're in combat, we have to explain how Medusas work. And it literally begins on the first person's turn. So, I don't even have to wait to answer that question. I can say, here we go. First turn, Ed, it's your turn. Uh-huh. On the beginning of your turn, you have a choice to make. Uh-huh. Either you can avert your eyes from the Medusa or not. If you do... You have disadvantage on everything because you're not looking. Uh, the bright side is you don't have to save against being turned to stone. Yep. If you choose not to avert your eyes, you can attack and cast spells normally because you're looking. But if you have to make a constitution saving throw to avoid being turned to stone. Uh-huh. Now, this is a very spicy combat because three bad rolls and we have a total party kill in this room. Yep. Um, I have a different option, though. Uh, it's going to cause a complication. Uh-oh. But it's going to also uh, mitigate part of the problem for this whole fight. All right. Ed's already put it in cheat codes. You know what I'm doing here, right? I assume you're, go- you're going to pluck out your own eyes. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're on the right path. Uh, what Ed's going to do is point at Richard and cast darkness on Richard Sharp. Very rude. Yep. Uh, so now there's a 15-foot sphere of darkness centered on Richard Sharp that no one can see through, including Richard Sharp. All right. So I assume at the beginning of your turn, you choose to avert your eyes so you don't have yep. to make the saving throw. And yep. then look as you look away, you raise your hand and you cast darkness in the server room and you're all plunged into inescapable, imperceptible darkness. Yep. Uh, the... Even creatures with dark vision cannot see through it, and non-magical light cannot illuminate it, and the only thing that can dissipate it would be a area of light created by a spell of third level or higher. Yep. All right, that's pretty. That's a pretty cool visual. So this episode opens up. Richard pulls the scarf off, lets it drop, and you all like get you know ready for battle. Your weapons have been taken, most of them. Um, but rather than having to contend with being all instantly turned to stone. Darkness descends upon this room, and now we're going to have a darkness fight. It is Frank's turn. Oh, well, a lot of what I had been planning to do for this first turn was about, like, ah, how can I make it harder for him to hit me with the uh, the snake vision, which is now not a factor, so... Huh. Now you got to figure out how to hit the snake without vision. That's going to be the fun... That's the challenge. That's the rub. Yeah, I'm I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm going to go for a spell... Let's try and pull off vampiric touch. You're gonna suck his dusty blood. I'm I'm gonna try and do this in the dark. Yes, I'm gonna try and drink old man blood in the dark. Gross. To be fair, to be fair, there is at least validity in that sense. One of the problems I should have mentioned before I cast darkness is you can't cast spells to targets you can't see. But if you can touch them, but if you can touch them, you can still cast a spell and. And also, and also, vampiric touch works because you cast it on yourself, so you can, you know, where you are. Yeah, I I know where I am. So, how how would you, you you see this working, Austin? If I want to try and fumble in the dark to find this old man to then do vampiric touch, I mean, make your attack roll, and we'll just say you lunge at the last place you saw him. Okay, so that's a ooh, that that's good numbers I have for this roll. Uh, twenty seven. <laughs> With with disadvantage, naturally. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, no. Okay, still 25. Yep, with 25 you hit. Okay, so that's 14 damage. Wow. 
Yeah, it's really good. And I, I recover seven health. Hooray! I assume you were at full, but you wanted to describe what card that was and how that looks? Yeah, so that was uh, Vampiric Touch, which I think the last time we used that card was uh, fake, fake vampire teeth. And it's just Frank sticks in his, like... They would be glow-in-the-dark if this wasn't magical darkness that you can't glow within. Actually, it's it's a third-level spell. Maybe these teeth glow. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just to see teeth floating in the yeah, darkness. Just some floating, like, terrible plastic teeths. Uh, and Frank just sinks his neck into into a Medusa and, and slurps up some of that energy. He doesn't need it just because he can. I know you meant Six's teeth, but you said Six's neck, and now I'm trying to picture it. <laughs> like when giraffes fight? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Frank was trying to get a... Vampiric giraffes? No. <laughs> Frank was trying to do a bite, but he just kind of missed and neck slapped him. Still did the damage. <laughs> Frank's neck game on point. Yeah. Yeah. He did stick neck day at, ne- neck day at the gym, you know. For, for up to a minute... Uh, if I maintain concentration, I can continue to make that damage as my action each turn for up to a minute. And it is Lenora's turn. Now, this is not actually important because now there's darkness, but I was going to ask if sunglasses had any effect. Or... <laughs> it's no, because it's magic eyes. Was that rhetorical? No. Shut <laughs> up. I'm trying to find a loophole. Um, okay, I don't... I make my own loopholes here by just punching a hole in the lights. What about mirror shades? You, you got your claws on you, which you can still attack with. Yeah, exactly. Um, my dagger does a lot more. <laughs> a lot, my little dagger does do a lot more damage than my claws. Oh, that's 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 true. That's true. And and since you already have, do you have advantage right now in general? No, or I have no? disadvantage. So I'm gonna try. Well, I would have crit if I wasn't hungover, but I got a 16. Does that hit? Uh, yeah, 16 hits. To punch stab. Can you il- illustrate the scene? All right, so they've never been used in the however many episodes it's been, like 30-something. Yeah. But I did establish in the first episode that I've got gloves that, like, uh, fucking Wolverine out. So I just flail wildly and try to punch stab him because it's dark. It's kind of like mm-hmm. when kids, like, fight each other and they're like, slap, 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 slap. Mm-hmm. But with punchy knives. Yep. Let's see, that's... Not 1d4 plus 2. Yeah, I was like, it's not very much, but it might make him ow. Six! Take that, old man! (laughs) Maximum damage. Yo. All right, so you run forward with your glove has a hidden blade in it. That's also a lockpick we established because you're a troublemaker. Yeah. Uh, You run up in darkness and you just start brawling with this dude in the darkness. You guys just hear like punches and oof, ow. It's like a cartoon. Pop, bam. Yes, yes. Boof was it a, a baff is a Batman sound effect. Boof pop. is a dog noise. Boof. Yes. Uh, so in the darkness, there's just, there's just a brawl. Reese, you're not technically in the order. Um, you are. I just want to establish in Algernon's room looking around for the Sephiroth. You haven't touched it yet in the timeline, although we know as the audience that you're about to. Where do you find it? Do you have a place in mind, Chris? Uh, I like to think that it goes to where all teenage boys think is the smartest place to hide things, which is directly under the bed. And I just assumed nobody would find it there. I had to think very hard about if I had any embarrassing under the bed stories. I don't think I do. I'm sorry. I have not delivered the content. (laughs) I failed you. I imagined underneath your bed was just a lot of magic cards and joy. (laughs) Joy. (laughs) Joy? Yeah. All all the magic cards that had the sexy art on them. 
Oh, they don't do that anymore. In fact, it's, it was like a recent controversy. So, never mind. I don't want to get into it, but <laughs> Wait, I want to hear. No. <laughs> Some rando on Tumblr asked the lead designer, why don't they do sexy girl art anymore? <laughs> and he said that like they don't want to make part of their audience uncomfortable. And then, uh, you know, how people get on the Internet. Uh, there's a lot of articles going around, which is, are basically like SJWs are censoring magic. So that was in the news. Oh, my God. Not everything has to be titties, y'all. Not everything. Oh, boy. OK, let's punch an old man again. <laughs> it's preferable alright so Reese you're a rat you're rooting around in Algernon's room and it is now enemy turn so Richard who's just gotten bit and punched in the darkness is going to use his action to disengage and run to the end of the server room near the elevator mm, interesting so he's trying to get um, out of the darkness cloud well he can't because the darkness cloud is on him well he doesn't know that yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> the, uh, the character, the NPCs in Dice Funk are not um, um, should, yeah, video yeah. game AI. They are people, and people act ways. Uh, so he's trying to run to the elevator um, to get out of here. And in fact, I think all of you realize simultaneously that if Richard Sharp leaves this room, uh, he will muster his forces, maybe by military, ally with Solomon, and the next arc will be the Valentine Civil War. No. Well, let's see here. I could try to do... Someone get that old man. Uh, an opportunity attack against him as he tries to run by me. Uh, he uses he used disengage, and then he ran towards the elevator. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody tackle him. We'll have to be on the next turn. Uh, so, yeah. What he's he's trying to do, he came down here because he was overhearing... He overheard your conversation and all of you plotting to betray him, and he came down here in a rage, but meeting stiff resistance, he decides, fuck it. I'm going to go get... 100,000 soldiers to kill you and your family, if that's how you guys want to do it. He doesn't reach the elevator in this turn, though, round, does he? No, he's almost there. He's an old man, and he's got punched. Next turn, uh, he will do that. As he runs, though, he yells out, Algernon! What, Dad? For once... (laughs) Sorry. For once in your miserable life, stand up and do something. Um, And you hear sputtering in the darkness, uh, the teenage boy, Algernon Sharp overcome with emotion and you guys hear the shuffling of cards in the darkness yeah yeah ed it's your turn if i put everyone at risk we have a chance of stopping him if i don't we probably won't take stop the him. chance That's at the... stopping him i would say go go for the thing that might stop him okay uh we're switching it up so bonus action to establish hunter's mark on on uh, Richard Sharp, which will dissipate the darkness mm. as Ed lines up the the newly acquired gun from General from the Hellers and is going to try to shoot out his leg to trip him up. All right. So to establish, you hear him running for the elevator, and so you, with a like snap of the wrist, your gun flicks out, the darkness dissipates, and you see this old man shuffling away from you pathetically. It's like so he like he's he's already bruised enough where he's almost done for it, or. Uh, you can't tell at this time. All right. I'm just I'm, I'm trying to paint the image that he's running away from you towards the elevator, and you see him with clarity now. I will. Ed will opt to shoot at the ground directly in front of Richard, instead of shooting at Richard directly. You, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So Ed, like Ed, takes the new gun and fires it at the ground in front of where Richard Sharp is crawling, <clears throat> and says to him. 
If you move any further, I'm afraid I will have to stop you from leaving with force. Should I roll an attack roll to see how impressive that attack is? Or uh, it sounds like an intimidation. Cool. Uh, natural twenty. Wow, very good. Twenty-four natural twenty. Right. <laughs> All right. So Richard freezes in place several feet from the elevator, and behind you, Ed, you have your gun raised. You're pointing at this man's back. Behind you, you hear you hear Algernon Sharp rise to his feet, and normally he would only be able to cast one concentration spell, but because he is the conduit of skill, he can maintain two concentrations at once. Ooh. That is what his power grants him, and you hear the sound of him flick two cards on either side of you, and he summons two creatures. He conjures two creatures. or You know, because he explained the way that card work, the cards work, that they are elementals in different shapes, the same way that Frank summons spells in different shapes, but he summons a Yolo the dragon and an evil itself, a.k.a. the Valentine Devil, on either side of you, Ed. And now we have more creatures in this fight. Uh-huh. Uh, for those who don't know, Yolo the dragon it is a kind of Asian-style serpent dragon. It has wings and it has... Uh, it's ba- We're playing off of the um, blue eyes white dragon in Yu-Gi-Oh!, but... Laura, do you want to describe it? It's your creature. So, oh, oh, am I describing the image that you've used in Roll20? Because I think it's a pretty perfect image. You, you've gone for <laughs> Slife of the Sky Dragon, which is like oh an, is an oddly thematic Yu-Gi-Oh card to have picked because a big part of how it was defeated in the show was about forcing someone to draw cards and just keep drawing and keep drawing. And as such, I'm I'm very into this multiple-mouthed, big, red, lengthy dragon. Yep, and for those who say that there should be dragons in Dice Funk, <laughs> that you finally got your wish, there is now a dragon in the server room. New band name. Um. All right, Frank, it's your turn. You see your rival, Algernon Sharp, summon two creatures to help defend his dad. Okay, so very specific question. Do these creatures have their own their own autonomous ability to act in the turn order? Or if I were to incapacitate Algernon, would that stop the creatures from attacking? Um, Because this is the same kind of magic you use, Frank, I'll just let you know that he's using the, su- the spell sum- uh, Conjure Elemental to make creatures uh, out of elements. So okay. You, you know, these are probably, these are fire elementals. Um, They are concentration spells. Normally you can only do one, you can do two because it's conduit ability, but if you break his concentration, they will go away. Um, there's even probably like a M. Night Shyamalan scene of uh, Algernon sitting on a park bench, like re- looking at his cell phone as the devil flies in through the wall of uh, Beauregard textiles or him hiding around a corner as you guys fight the Valentine devil. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, my only other question is, does paralyzing someone break their concentration? The main things that break their concentration is either having them cast an extra concentration spell or causing damage to them. Okay, so damaging Algernon would cause these to dissipate. As far as you're aware, based on the way you use this magic. He's basically biting your style, yeah. right? This is your thing. Yeah, okay, that's fine. I've, I Just just to put my cards on the table, that before this happened, my plan had been to hold person on Richard Sharp. It doesn't sound like we need to worry about that too much at the second, so am I... 
people reckon I'm good to to attack on on Algernon? If you paralyze him, that will dissipate the duration because it makes him incapacitated, which will dismiss the concentration if you successfully hold person. In that case, let's go for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for hold person on on Algernon. Alright. He needs to make a a, a wisdom save. Alright. Against? 17. 13. Okay, well, um, Algernon is now paralyzed. Uh, What's the card? I, have I ever used No, I don't think so. Hold person? Yes, you did. It was stop hammer time. You used it against General Heller. Oh, oh. yes, stop. Okay, so I, I, I dropped down a stop hammer time, and, and we now have a frozen Algernon. Who hopefully no longer has his creatures out. Uh, his arms like snap to his side and he drops his deck, which, you know, splash across the floor. Cards go everywhere. Um, the two creatures do not dissipate as oh, he has no. this skill to maintain concentration. Okay, okay. Well. Good effort, though. Okay. What do you think about my power now, Team Loser? You can't say that, Archidon, you're paralyzed. <laughs> Fuck you, you made fun of my power. <laughs> you're paralyzed, you don't get to talk. It's like, actually, it's Mardis who made fun of your power. Actually, just kidding. Anyways, Fuck uh... you, ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Suck my dick. All right, Lenora, your turn. Uh... Oh, actually, before the turn ends, uh, you said that Algernon had dropped his uh, his deck on the ground. Mm-hmm. Ah, ha, ha. Let me just double check this. Can you turn his cards face down? They go away. Is that is that how it works in Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> I was thinking uh, <laughs> defense position. I don't know. You've watched two seasons of Yu-Gi-Oh, Lauren. I was really high. To be fair, that's not the best way to learn the rules of Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> You're like, what do you <laughs> mean fans. I can't attack the moon? Okay, so as a, as a bonus action, I want to misty step over to where Algernon is, and I want to pick up his deck. Okay. You'll have to spend the next uh, turn figuring out what's going on there, but I like where your head's at. This is very cool. Uh, Lenora, it's your turn. Is the old man still trying to get away, or did he... Uh... I'm, I've intimidated him into stopping. Then I'm gonna toll the dead on the Valentine Devil. That is a wisdom save against... 15, 16 now. It's 16. Eight. Nope. Suck it. All right. Um. So you don't need your MP3 for that. So what do you do to simulate the bells tolling? I just go ring, 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 ring. <laughs> All right. You you <laughs> ring so hard at him. He, he is psychically damaged. I just scream, ring, ring, ring. Do you have a little cat bell that you can ring on your collar? Oh yeah. Maybe I'm wearing a bell choker. That'd be cute. <laughs> I like the screaming ring. Also, that's ten damage. Suck it, scrub. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> uh, this fire elemental in the shape of an imposing demon slash devil uh, shudders with the psychic damage, and it is now enemy's turn. Uh, Richard Sharp is has puts his hands up. He doesn't turn around. He's like two steps away from the elevator, but he does not want to get shot in the back. Algernon is held, so he cannot act, but his creatures can apparently act autonomously because of his conduit ability. So first, the fire elemental is going to shoot a blast of black fire at Lenora. Um, actually, just just Lenora, because uh, Frank Misty stepped away. Very clever. So dexterity saving throw Lenora. Can we not? 
I've reconsidered and uh, dexterity saving throw Lenora. Damn it. I just managed. it. Seven. Did that do it? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's that damage, boy. 18, 18. damage. Uh, as the Valentine Devil flaps its wing and a wave of black fire washes over you, burning you badly. Ow, my fur. <laughs> then Yolo the dragon, the big red dragon that Frank has employed several times throughout this season, is going to turn against its master and blast you. Dexterity saving throw, Frank. Okay, let me just check my dex. After all you've done for him, Yolo's going to do you like this. Eh, it's fine, I get it. That's how the game's played. Uh, five. I'm going to use protection power to deflect it. You are not, because it's a saving throw and not an attack throw. Attack. Ah. 26 damage, Frank, as you are hit with regular old fire from the dragon's mouth. It opens up and a, just a cone of fire washes over you. Well, that's some damage I took. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of damage. These two dudes are not messing around. Yeah. Uh, there's an old man and a teenager who f pose basically no physical threat. Uh, they could be taken down by a properly motivated uh, regular human. <laughs> Uh, but their monster is not so easy. Uh, one more turn of Reese searching the bedroom. Um, I think at a certain point you figure out it's under the bed. You got to turn back into an elf. You lift up the mattress. There it is. It's a crystal egg filled with what looks to be a rainbow galaxy of energy. And it's glowing. It's right there, Reese. Better touch it then. It's glowing and full of colors. With a paw? With a little rat paw? <laughs> With an elf paw. I had to lift up mattress. Rats aren't strong enough to do that yet. That's true. Uh, the other option is you uh, realize it's under there and then you have to squi squish under the mattress as a rat. <laughs> That's they can do good. it. They can fit into anything the size of their head. I thought you said there was gonna, it was there. You had to squeak under there. You know, just mm -hmm. like, I was worried I was going to chew through the bed. <laughs> um. All right. So now we're back to Ed. Ed, there's an old man. He has his hands up. If you have your gun pointed at his back, but he's only intimidated as long as you have your gun at his back behind you. Mm -hmm. A devil attacks Lenora, a dragon attacks Frank. Um, They're both on fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Ed slash Martis steps in. Uh, one hand grabs at Richard's wrist and holds him together while the gun is held to Richard's back. Mm -hmm. And he uh, and Martis will call back to Algernon. There's no need to continue this. We could resolve this with words, not further violence. Using your Warforged hands, you grab him. Mardis's ghost hand has the gun, so you can keep him at gunpoint while controlling his body. Very clever. Mm -hmm. uh, your conduit is kind of a, a low-key MVP. A lot, a lot of it has to do with just like your t utility in battle, but this is a really clever usage of it. Mm -hmm. uh, so he cannot wriggle away, but he can yell to his son, Don't disappoint me, Algy. Oh, that's that really algae. I mean, come on. He doesn't even like you. He's lying. Um, and it is uh, Frank's turn. Frank, you teleported into Algernon's pile of cards. What are you gonna do, homie? What are you up to? There's gonna be a little bit of of Calvinball here, in that like I've I this is essentially his spellcasting focus, right? Yes, same as yours. It's his wizard spellbook. Does taking away his focus in any way stop his spells? No, because the two cards that are activated have already been activated. Okay, I can't take those cards and be like, ah, you're mine now. You can take the physical cards and use them to cast spells, but it wouldn't affect the spells that are already being concentrated on. Okay, is, is there anything in his deck of cards that I have available to me 
to use? Like, am I able to use this to cast anything I wouldn't normally be able to? Almost certainly, yeah. That sounds like a really cool way to win this fight. You're you're his you're his rival. Of course, you know what he has in his spell book because you're his rival. You know all of his moves <laughs> because he shows it off to you all the time to prove he's better than you. Okay, so having picked up um, Algernon's deck, I have a sh- I have a shuffle through, and I pull out the card Banishment. Uh oh. Which is a fourth level spell. It is a spell that I am of a high enough level oh, to use. Oh, that's such a good spell. So my my plan is to is to is to cast banishment on Yolo the dragon. All right. So what's the save DC for that? Uh, you've got to do a charisma save against seventeen. Yeah, yeah charisma against seventeen. Twelve. Ha ha! So if the tar- uh. Duh-duh-duh. Uh, you are uh, Yolo the dragon is banished to another plane of existence. What is the card? This is the classic card game move. It's you, you're using removal. Yes, the, mo- the most basic building block of any card game. This this is GTFO, and it is just a person <laughs> angrily pointing at the door, like nope, out, out, <laughs> no coming back. Yeah, so Yolo the Dragon, who's been with you since the beginning of this campaign, it's a, it's a real heartfelt moment, you staring down one of your signature cards, and then you tell him to GTFO, and he just gets uh, obliterated by this card and is gone. Um, the way Banishment normally works is the creature can come back, but because this is a magical construct being summoned by a children's card game, <laughs> it is just simply obliterated and destroyed outright. Aww. And now it is. Lenora's turn. Lenora, Frank just destroyed a dragon with a card. I want to do cool stuff. <laughs> do cool stuff. Um, I'm going to try and kill that devil because I hate him. <laughs> he did hit you with a car. I'm going to ring again. Just ring, 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 ring. All right. Answer the phone, bitch. Wisdom saving throw. Four. Oh, well, Eight. Eh, it could be better. So you've done 18 now to him. Uh, he's once again rocked by psychic damage. Lenora, this is kind of a classic showdown for you too. Frank's fighting his own creature and you're fighting the devil who had a, a memorable showdown with a flaming car with you and you guys are about to start trading blows. So that's cool. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's up to stuff. He's doing a lot more damage than me though. Yeah, he is. Uh, so next up is the uh, enemy party. Um, let's see here. Algernon is, st- is held. Um, banishment is not concentration, I believe, right? It is actually. Okay. So Algernon falls from being held, lands on the ground, um, right next to you, Frank, cause he was standing next to his deck. So he's on the ground. Yeah. You can see, um, he's crying. I think his like lip is split. You blocked some of the, oh. some of the punches his father was throwing, but not all of them. Uh, he's having a fucking meltdown. Um, Richard says, your mother would be ashamed of you. If you feel under your grasp that he's about to try something, Ed, um, the Valentine Devil, but see here, is going to try to punch Lenora. Of course. Punch, punch. 26, 26. Yeah, those hit. Um, are those are those both, like, targeted standard attacks? Yeah, you want a conduit of protection? Oh, I bet his fist is really big. Probably punches so hard. 16, does he save? Uh, oh, my, uh, yes, it misses. So it's 17. You got a hit. Valentine Devil throws two punches, one of which uh, Frank blocks with his conduit of protection. The other Lenora is going to take. Eight damage. I can handle that. 
Uh, eight damage. Yep, the Valentine Devil punches, just sucker punches you in the gut, Lenora. Uh, if it wanted to or could talk, it would say something like, you know, where's your Nox rage now, bitch? But it's not. Can I spit? Can I spit on him when I get punched? Just <laughs> for flavor? Yeah, he sizzles. Yeah, take that, bitch. Because he's made of black fire. Um, but yeah, he would have rocked you twice there. That could have been pretty bad. You're pretty squishy. Yeah, I mean, I still have 22 health. Fine. Next time, more punches. <laughs> oh, shit. 22, huh? <laughs> I'm just going to hide how much health Ed has over here. Um, And in Algernon's room, Reese, you touch the Sephiroth. Oh, my. <laughs> Go golly. Okay, so, um, oh boy, it's a lot of pressure. So, Reese is going to go into the room, and honestly, her mind is not fully on the consequences of all of this, because it was sort of a, a backup secret thought of hers that she would not use the conduit, and that way there'd be one member of the party that wouldn't have the uh, Aaron Aeronautics sort of tracker in them, although I don't know if that naturally goes with the Sephiroth, or that was just the first experiment. We'll leave that up to fate to find out later. Uh, but her first thought is on making sure that this doesn't get into more dangerous hands from here. So she's not really thinking about anything, you know, clutches onto it and unknowingly sort of activates it. Uh, has a very trippy experience. Very Doctor Strange. You know, her fingers are making fingers, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shooting stars is playing. It's a pretty great experience. And then she's going to immediately rush back out towards the fight. All right, Reese, you, you know, burst out of Algernon's room. You see this fight. Um, all that's left is the Valentine devil throwing down with Lenora. Ed has Richard Sharp at gunpoint. Frank and Algernon are together. Um, there's, it's a pretty wild scene. There's some fire in this room. Uh, what do you do? All right. So I might screw things up here. I don't know, but I'm going to, uh, test essentially the limits of what my conduit can do right here. No better time than the uh, the present, right? So I'm going to walk up to, well, not walk up, because I guess I had to be kind of uh, expedient here. So I'm going to go up to Richard Sharp, and I'm going to open up his, I'm going to take his wallet from him. <laughs> what? And then I run away. Now, uh, and then she's going to start drawing something. And then Reese is going to turn the wallet to Richard Sharp and say, is this really what you want to do to your son? And like overflowing from the wallet are photos of Richard Sharp having good memories with his son that she's just drawn up to create a new reality. So there's like two. There's a wallet. And she just added photos into it, created these photos. Oh, fake photos. Okay. I was like, so there's yeah. like two memories then, right? They're, they're, they're fake slash real, I guess is the. Oh, now I get it. Yeah, so paint this picture because this is your big moment, Reese. How does this how does this Rohan Kishibe shit work? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's essentially this long list of photos, like how, how most parents, especially like in like cartoons and stuff, would like open up their wallet and like a fucking portfolio of photos of their kids would roll out. That's essentially what Reese has created, and it's all these photos that never happened, but Reese has created them of Richard having these good moments with his son. Uh, that go all throughout, you know, Algernon's lifespan, apparently. And what Reese has done is created a new piece of reality through her art that could potentially influence the current reality. Hopefully, from this, Richard Sharp believes that he actually has a good relationship and actually does love his son. This show is so fucking stupid sometimes. <laughs> 
Oh. <laughs> I mean, I could just steal his wallet instead. <laughs> um, like, like, yeah, we got, we got, we got Medusa held down by a robot and a ghost with a gun that he got from a dead, dead snake general, and now is being shown a bunch of new pictures of him and his kid. It's totally normal, man. So your solution to the moral quandary of whether or not to kill this guy is to instead mind jack him, as in the classic Square Enix game, mind jack. Yes, I'm taking control of his mind. No, I'm just creating a new reality that he can, I assume, I don't know if there's a save you want to put on it, he could He could potentially reject it. Yeah, I think that's fair. Otherwise, you you just become the purple man. Yeah. <laughs> so I, think, I think we are going to have to uh, institute a limit on this particular ability. I mean, to break through most illusions, it's usually an investigation check, which is intelligence, so. All right, so what's your spell save, DC? 16, buddy. All right, I'm going to give him an uh, intelligence check to see through this uh, artistic il- uh, illusion you have created. Four. <laughs> Suck it, old man. You love your son. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks to be you. You, gotta, you. you might actually have a family after all. <laughs> See, if I'd known that it was this easy to rewrite family memories and make families love each other, that would have been a much easier path to my thing. So, Reese, you mind jack this old man. Um, he fails the intelligence check to see through this artistic uh, version of his memories you've created, and he begins to tear up. Um, and Ed, it is your turn. Ed will. Ed will. Uh... <clears throat> Uh, basically, he's going to ready his action. He's going to ready an action. The action is if Richard Sharp seems to indicate that he is sort of that he's stopping, then as a reaction, I will release him. Uh, or at least, yeah, I, I will release him with Martis still has the gun. It's but the gun is no longer like pressed into Richard's back at the moment, and that's all I do. All right, Frank, it's your turn. Algernon is at your feet. I'm going to try and deal with the only remaining threat. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and use one more instance of banishment on uh, the Valentine Devil. All right. I was going to deal with the only threat left in the room. Ed, <laughs> you're being banished. Oh, six. Uh, that does not save. How are the rolls so ass? <laughs> Last episode, everyone had hot dice. This week, it just me specifically has ass dice. Uh, Frank, you hold up GTFO again, and the Valentine Devil is obliterated. Um, and it seems like you guys have taken a pretty dangerous combat si- situation and handled it pretty skillfully. Um, Lenora, the maybe Valentine we're De- the ones who the conduits of skill. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, uh, Lenora, it's your turn. The Valentine Devil explodes in front of you. You see there's a weeping old man and there's a weeping teenager. Cool comedy podcast. Can your I turn. use my powers of magnetism to squish them together? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Phrasing? I know that you want to squish them. I want to squish them together so that they will become a family and leave us the fuck alone and give us their company. Lenora, you use your superpower to concoct a magical family hug. <laughs> Everybody hug. All right. Well, I spent all week thinking about, is there a way they can get out of this without committing a murder of a father in front of his child? And instead, we have two crying <laughs> family members hugging. Lenora uses her magnetism to like slide Algernon across the floor. 
up to, uh, up to Richard. Ed slash Marta sees this, and as soon as Algernon is close, they step back, you know, to make room for, for the, the crying hug pile on the ground. See, I was thinking more like they both just kind of sco- slowly scooch, sobbing to the middle. Yeah, this is exactly what happened with me and my dad. After <laughs> <laughs> we just got we just got pulled along the floor by some weird magical force while we we just butt scooted into a group hug. No, it was it was a stoner cat. Um, anyway, <laughs> it all started with a stoner cat. I think this encounter is over. Nailed it. I'm keeping his wallet now. All right. All right, so for the audience, uh, Chris slash Reese, do you want to explain what your power does exactly? Because you very dramatically won that fight with it, but I don't think the contours of it are exactly clear. So Reese is able to create art that can influence reality because art is only the limits of our imagination is how she perceives it. (laughs) So in that context, Reese can create reality through her drawings However, it has to be original art, do not steal, and in that sense, she can't copy other spells that already exist and things like that. It has to be Chris being creative and not Chris reading out of the book. Yes. Mm -hmm. And as I specifically asked uh, Austin, uh, can I get JoJo with this? And you gave me the big thumbs up on that. All I want from you, Chris, as a human being, is for you to get as JoJo as possible. (laughs) You said, quote unquote, Jojo is ideal. So <laughs> I may bet I may get very obtuse with this power. Mm hmm. Yeah. No, this, this I didn't have that particular solution in mind, but I very much expected. Oh, Chris will come in and pull something out of his ass. That's what I had in mind. Not that particular solution, but something like it. I, I, I the one way I like to think of it as a way, another way to say it is art usually reflects either the imagine the imagination or tries to reflect reality but in this case reality can reflect your art all right so obviously things aren't going to get fixed overnight in the sharp household but we've taken a step there not super your problem but i think there will be repercussions down the road in the meantime we're actually going to i think skip to the next day I wasn't expecting this not to end in murder, so I have to rethink how I want to frame the rest of this episode. Um, I was like, all right, now it begins. Blood in the streets. Uh, No. All right, so here's the next day, is you guys are all in a boardroom. Beatrice Beauregard is there. Memphis Cordovero is there. Mary Mary Heller is there. Both Sharps are there. Uh, A lot of security is there. There's Modron with guns. There's Archon with guns. There's drug dealers with guns from Memphis. <sighs> is Rosen there with a gun? Yes, absolutely. Um, if anybody tries anything, like, I don't know if we're going to roll for it. I think you probably just get riddled. Uh, that's the kind of situation we're in. But otherwise, the mood is actually pretty positive because everyone's coming to the negotiation table. This meeting is the culmination of everything you guys have been trying to do. Basically, since Lenora uh, decided to turn team snitch which was it was you know 100 percent her idea like that wasn't something like an npc suggested that's basically the whole second half of this campaign has been shaped by that idea and so here we are you're welcome i'm going to copy into the skype chat a list of the current uh branches and who the leaders are i'll read it for the audience but just in case you guys need a visual all right for the audience uh the media branch is run by solomon luna 
The R&D branch has been captured by Beatrice Beauregard. It used to belong to Skell, their BFFs. Their entire backstory revolves around them being friends. So that was tied up off screen. It was mentioned on screen, but that's what happened. Agriculture currently has no head. Hospitality is Memphis Cordovero. Financial is the Sharp family. Uh, Fashion is Beatrice. Administration is Alistair slash you guys. Manufacturing has no head. Construction has no head. And the military branch is controlled by the Heller family. Currently Mary Heller. There are three branches with nobody at all in charge. So that's something to talk about. Also, Mary Heller wants to sell and Memphis Cordovero wants to sell. Memphis because he doesn't feel safe and Mary because she doesn't live in Valentine and she has another job already. So uh, that's what's going on. We can do this in character or out of character, but it's negotiation time. We should get agriculture and then we can start the medical marijuana craze in Valentine. (laughs) (laughs) Very in character, Lenora. You're welcome. Uh, be- before we go into the meeting, Frank wants to have a chat with Algernon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can catch him in the hallway. So, um, Algernon, I know it's been a bit of a wilder uh, day or so, but uh, before all the fighting started yesterday, we were having a conversation about... <laughs> About where the power goes and who's buying what in here. And uh, in the politest way possible, we do still have some leverage in this discussion. Like, um, I'm just mentioning this before we go in. We know that it's you who stole the Sephiroth from Bo. And that's a pretty big bargaining chip to walk into this room with. I don't know how much sway you have with your dad right now, but... How willing are you to sway things in our favor if needed? The first rule of business, Frank, is you don't show the other people in the negotiation room your hand. It's also the first rule of card games. So yeah, it's a pretty easy transition for us, actually. Well, see, here's the thing. is I, I can show your hand at any time. So so I'm trying to give you a chance to, to do, do something now. That card is banned in standard. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, That's why we're playing modern. Oh, fuck. I hate modern. <laughs> it ends on turn three. What am I supposed to do? What, what do? What do? Okay. I'm, I'm doing this as a courtesy. Like, that is a bargaining chip we're walking in this room with. And you, we can either talk about this now, you know, and it doesn't have to be said out loud in that room. Or I bring it up in there. So I appreciate what you're doing, Frank. You're the kind of person who likes to have things simple and compartmentalized. Bit of a control freak. I get it. You are now in possession of stolen property. So if you bring it up, you kind of implicate yourself. Um, You'd have to give it back. It would mess up the whole thing. I think you should just be happy having it. Burn the painting or give it back. I would, I want it back, but the smart move is to burn it. So there's no evidence. And then let's. I I like option three where it stays on my wall because it's a cool piece of, uh, (laughs) cool piece of art. No, listen. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Artist is too small a word for her work. Obviously genius. We can agree. Yeah. 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 We can agree on that. It's kind of a death pact (laughs) between us, right? If it comes out, you're part of the, you're part of it too. Now you're part of the cover up. If not part of the original plan, you have stolen property. You didn't report it to the, the police. You didn't take it to the press. Like, can we just go in there and be good at this and not overthink it for once? We'll go in with this then one, one, one thing I'll ask. If we both want to go for something, let us take first pick. That's not too big of a request, is it? <laughs> you don't know how to win, do you? 
You've been losing for so long that you're nervous about winning. Well, shit, someone punch him. You guys have been working, and you guys have been kicking ass and getting your name out there and doing all this hero stuff, and you're still terrified like you're about to miss your third rent payment in a row. Like, you gotta get out of the loser mindset. It's called psychological trauma. Gotta be more like Lori. Gotta have that uh, big Richard energy. Big dick energy. That 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 large Richard uh, force. Okay, okay. I guess we're leaving it. Leave it there. I guess he kind of claps you on the back. Um, and as you guys walk in, he like he does he like his hand uh, goes like across your like shirt pocket, and you can see he actually like put a couple cards in there for you. Do I still have his deck, or did I give that back? I'm pretty sure you give it back to him, because otherwise that'd be stolen property. Fine, fine. He has his, If he's given me a couple of cards, he's, he's got his deck back. Yeah, you did not take the man's deck when he was at an emotionally vulnerable place. <laughs> this is so bad. It, it, listen, that's a really bad time to touch a man's deck when he's, you know, emotional like that. Wait, what? It hadn't been confirmed. I just wanted to know. I imagine the cartoonish scene of, like, the two, like, Algernon and Richard, like, hugging in this, like, crying this huge sop and in the background you just see Frank slowly tiptoeing towards the elevator with the second deck like shh <laughs> is, is there any what's, what's the payoff to these two extra cards what have we got he gave you conjure elemental the, mm. the valentine devil spell and he gave you banishment ooh I like this oh so I, I, okay I have to add it to your spell book now after all yeah <laughs> All right, so you have those signature spells from the last arc, and uh, he sits down next to his dad, and everyone's in this big boardroom. It's incredibly um, tense because of all the guards and all the big powerful people, but you guys are actually entering from a pretty strong position, uh, considering you handled the uh, the Ash situation in a, a decent way, and you guys are, as far as anyone knows, uh, big heroes who beat up the Valentine Devil in the, the intersection and destroyed it. As far as anyone knows, that was the end of it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna finger guns Rosen. <laughs> Rosen uh, just d- d- points a gun, an actual gun, and does a like pew pew. Yeah, with a real gun. <laughs> hey, bitch! Submachine gun, finger gun, pew pew pew. <laughs> oh no, you got me! Ha <laughs> uh, uh, This would actually d- d- reduce you to pink mist. It's funny. But I know you want that to me. <laughs> friends, yay! All right. So, um, so, so there's 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 one person who is absent from this meeting, though I know, right? Uh, Solomon Luna did not show up. He does not of course. care. He does not care about any of this. He has media. That's all he wants. And um, actually, I mean, you guys talk about this. Whenever anybody else does anything, Solomon gets a cut because media controls advertisements. So anytime Beatrice wants to sell a dress, she has to advertise for it. That Solomon gets that money. Like any restaurant Memphis wants to promote solomon gets that advertising money sharp and his investment services solomon gets that solomon's fine come out here to the meeting you coward <laughs> uh he he does not i mean that's the reason he's the 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 chairman and not just a board member he's he it's has, not yeah yeah it's not cowardice it's complacency with where he is coward nah nah i don't know if that's i don't know if that's the right word for it. anyways let's buy some stuff all right, you guys have had a week to think about it. What do you want to do? Buy construction, bring a build statue of ourselves. That's it. All right. <laughs> good good meeting. I want agriculture. <laughs> in in terms of the two that are on sale, um, military and uh, what was the other one? Uh, hospitality. hospitality. 
my gut still says hospitality is the way to go just because it lines up with the whole trying to get the people on our side thing that has been our focus for a while. I I, I understand the very valid uh, flip side of that, which is we have to go against a military, but military, to me at least, just doesn't seem on brand with the way we've been trying to go for things. I'm with the same mindset. I like hospitality. Who... If we don't grab military, who seems like they're trying to grab it? Uh, Sharp was the one who was mentioned after it. Yes. Uh, if you guys will recall, the Hellers traditionally have been friends with the Sharps. Um, obviously, you know, military hardware is a very big business, a lot of money. So they, they've been kind of at, at the hip. So, But also, Sharp's a lot chiller than he was a day ago. <laughs> yeah, we forced him to love his child. We managed not to kill them, and as such, not to make them mortal enemies. So, that's not the worst people who could have military. Now, it is worth noting that we're basically letting the banks control the military at that point. Historically, nothing bad has ever came of that. (laughs) Oh, man. It's not like there's a complex or anything that's tied to that. Anyways, um, moving on. Yeah, so this is this is a good place to start, right? The, we could take this negotiation. We could take this negotiation from a lot of angles, but let's just boil it down to the first question: Do you guys want military, or do you guys want hospitality? I vote hospitality. My gut says hospitality. Uh, I, I'm still leaning towards military to keep it from falling into the wrong hands. I should just once again say there are no wrong answers. There are just choices and consequences. Are Every you character. Sure? I, I suggested construction to build a big statue of ourselves and nothing. Is that not a wrong answer? <laughs> That's the next question. We're getting there. Okay. Okay. So there, yeah, there are no wrong answers. Every character who's alive could be dead. Every character who's dead could be alive. Nothing's off the table. So I, I'm split between the two, and I because it's like. I think hospitality, because uh, if I were to infer correctly from what Austin has said, if we take military, that is a bloody revolution, which I, that's not my goal this campaign. Well, we can control what we, we control what military does. And if we control military to stand down, then it's as bloodless of a revolution as we're possibly going to get. That's fair. I just, I also, I, I still prefer hospitality. I think we're more likely to have a bloody revolution if we let military fall into someone's hands, we can't trust. Now, granted, maybe we can trust Al, uh, Richard Sharp with military at this point. I don't know. I just made him believe that he loved his son. So who knows what happens from there? But That's what I'm saying. I feel like they're kind of on our side. Skitch, you are the only one of the four of us who hasn't given a definitive answer of gun to your head. Which of these two do you want to go for? Uh, shoot me. Shoot me. If you put a gun to my head. Then we outvote Chris. Yay! No. Well, okay, I'm gonna make a. Div- I'm gonna make a suggestion. Then we've got two definitives on hospitality, one on military, and one undecided. That's the most people who are locked in on an answer is hospitality. That is true, and that is, I guess, how democracy works. Uh, maybe this is a meta commentary. <laughs> <laughs> We're creating themes with role play. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm not trying to be like a, a dick or anything, but like that. Yeah, no, I mean, like I, um, unless there's any other arguments, like currently, that's the way it's leaning, and it doesn't seem to be shifting. Because I'm not budging. I don't know about you, Laura, but I, I've made my decision. I, I'm open to budging if someone gives me a compelling argument, but I've not heard any. Arg- 
well, the I'm aware of the argument against, and I still feel fairly strongly on my side. If that's what we go with, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not married to this thing as so much as like if we're not doing this, then I'm out. It, one way or the other, this is going to happen. I put in my thoughts about what happens, and it didn't seem to be what won. So let's see what happens. I I think it's definitely a risk, but I I think that hospitality is just more on brand with the 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 way that we're trying to do the revolution. <laughs> Lenora and Frank are the electoral college. I think you guys are just going to have to fucking deal with it. <laughs> I don't like the argument of saying it's unmessy for the revolution because Martis has never wanted to do a revolution in the first place. You voted for Gary Johnson. <laughs> he, he wants to, he wants to he just seemed dissolve. like a good pick at the time. <laughs> The point is that you would not find that a compelling argument anyway. So, I think if Solomon were here, he'd say this is exactly why I deserve to be in charge. Just because any other system doesn't work, y'all just pick her amongst yourself. So, yeah, he, he's he's off. He's somewhere laughing. You guys don't. You feel it in your bones. He's laughing at you. Okay, so Frank is gonna make the suggestion to the boardroom that that uh, team loser will purchase hospitality. Well, administration will buy hospitality. Administration, yes. okay. Administration will purchase uh, hospitality. hospitality yeah. uh, Alistair's Skyping in on your phone, Frank. <laughs> she says, yes, yes, sounds exquisite. What a new martini, pool boy, please. <laughs> Bring me those tiny cucumber sandwiches. When's she supposed to be coming back? She's on sabbatical, okay? <laughs> <laughs> she found Florida. Yeah. Um, she's very busy. A lot of pools. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the key lime pie is so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question on the floor. There are three branches without uh, heads right now. Um, and there are going to be three people in this room who might want them. Beatrice, uh, the Sharps, and you guys. I like agriculture. So agriculture, manufacturing, and construction. Are the three. Manufacturing seems versatile in that we could use manufacturing to get access to a lot of different things. If we end up going up against military, manufacturing has value there. That is true. If we're going for if we're able to go for a peaceful revolution, there is a value in manufacturing. I'm pretty open to all three. I'm partial to agriculture because I like plants as a human, me Lauren, but <laughs> I'm kind of open. All three are pretty good, honestly. I'm fine with either manufacturing or construction. That's my that's my lean on that. Well, then it sounds like we're all for magn- we're all kind of open to manufacturing. Let's go for manufacturing. Chris, does that say right with you? This this seems like a small potatoes pick right now. But I love those tiny potatoes. It's it's one of the three like parts of Crown that got no focus except for someone to get murdered by Katarina. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm sure their impact's small. Does that mean we're going to get murdered? Oh, wait, never mind. Well, if yeah. we get... No, never mind, it crashed. I was going to say, if we take agriculture, do we get that cool blimp? But it's dead now with a dead body in it. I'm full of pee. They could have more. It's blown up, too, I forgot. Yeah, it's double, triple dead. Lenora's going to slam her hands down on the table and say, manufacturing! Um, uh, you, you don't have to yell it. I want to yell it. Let her yell, Rosen says. It's good business confidence. (laughs) Thank you, Rosen. Confident business people yell in meetings. Yeah. So, when y'all walked into this room, there were ten ten branches of the Crown Corporation. And as you guys leave, there are going to be four. 
what is left of this company and this country's structure, there is the administration branch, which comprises administration, hospitality, and manufacturing. There is the financial branch, which encompasses financial, military, and agriculture. Now that's a society right there. Uh, <laughs> there is the fashion branch, which is fashion, R&D, and construction. That makes sense. A lot of building things, a lot of uh, building, you know, sweatshops, maybe. Um, and then finally, Wink. Yeah. <laughs> media, which is just media. Media, the cheese stands alone over there. So What? What? The cheese stands alone. The cheese stands alone. The cheese stands alone. What, what I have the dairy. Mean? The cheese stands alone. It's a song, Lauren. <laughs> I've never heard that. I literally just sang it. I know. I didn't know those were the words. It even had words like hi ho Adario, yeah. There's even a magic card that references it. <laughs> oh, I was really hoping you were like, I referenced a magic card. I have to find it. <laughs> yeah, I'm referencing the song I Stand Alone because yeah, obviously that's the what I think I do. So there are three branches that have three departments, and then there's one branch that has only one department. <laughs> you okay? Sorry. I found the Chief Stands Alone card, and it's so disturbing. Put it in the chat. It's very good. Oh. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see this cheese. Oh boy. Well, we got a t- we got a title. That's oh my gosh! It's just that's an unglued card. Of course it is. It's no! this fucked up, stupid cheese with this creepy I hate smile. It. <laughs> Why can't I see this cheese? It's bad, Laura. No. Showing in my scope. I want to see the cheese. What is his face? All right, so let's. So I guess what happens after the acquisitions have resolved here? Uh, well, I mean, people start filing out of this room. I mean, most of the big power players are just going to go back to their their bases. But if there's anything you guys want to say to the assembled power players, now is the time. So I guess the question I would ask then is, what's our plan? Theoretically, we control hospitality. We can make working conditions better for you know the service industry and some of the lower class. We can help out the people that way. Is there still a desire to actually stop Solomon Luna at that point? If we believe we control an equal share of this country's future? Yes, because he's got zombie Katarina. Martis's position is that uh, the whole company needs to be dissolved as a thing. There's the potential problem of this company is currently not permanently ours. And if we start doing things... From this position, the actual person in charge of uh, our branch might just go, Hey, 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 what are you doing? Yeah, until you guys control half, Alistair can step in at any point and undo everything you've done. Yeah, which is the potential plus to still getting control of of Solomon's branch and getting control of media. Because at that point we control media and if uh, Alistair tries to take back our Oh, a section of government it's if it even remains it would just be like look no look what alistair's doing no don't do that also as i alluded to in the past the contracts that were drawn up have built-in terminator clauses in them the idea is that you acquire branches of the company and eventually the ownership dissipates after a period of time it'd be ideal if we could get ourselves into a position where we couldn't just like a bit of legal paperwork gets us thrown back in prison. Yeah, I don't like prison. If we can get control of media, it makes it much tougher to take the that control back away from us. Solomon's up to like shady shit, and I want to know what he's up to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And 
uh, Kraken Bane is probably tied to Solomon is the conclusion and that, you know, no bueno. Um, the other th- thought is like, there's other things that Martis wants to do, but in ter- with respect to this particular conflict, that's what he wants to do in terms of do two steps to remove the overlords by legislation. So let me just throw this out there then. Um, if what our goal is after this for this next arc is to find Solomon, take him out, take control of media and and eliminate that so we have this this majority share, what's the end game for Crown outside of that and Valentine in general? Because depending on what we do, Richard and Bo could be allies or enemies for us going forward. Because we're specifically saying at this point, I mean, it may not they may not know what's happening until we walk up towards Solomon's house, but they're going to eventually be like, oh, wait, these fuckers are trying to to take majority share. And one of them controls military and one of them has the power of miracles. I don't know how to come up with a a plan or or a agreement that would insulate us properly for whatever our next step is, because. And I don't think tipping our hands. I mean, I would trust Richard and Algernon more, but I don't think we should tip our hand to Bo. Yeah, I I think right now we don't have enough information to get something sorted with them, and as has been pointed out, we would be very much tipping our hand to the fact that we're we're potentially trying to cross that 50% threshold. Alright, so everyone's gonna file out of this room. Mm, I do want want to harass the old man. Do you? Yeah, hey old man, do you love your son now? (laughs) Actually, can... (laughs) How about, can I talk to Algernon and you talk to Memphis? I'm still going to ask the old man if he loves his son yet. Okay, well, you guys can do whatever you want. What do you have to say to the old man? I was you know, just going to look yell at him from across the table. Hey, old man, do you love your son now? <laughs> I'm going to get a restraining order against that nurse. She's very feisty. I'm not, okay. I'm going to go find Memphis and be like, hey, buddy, let's talk alone for a minute. That sounds ominous. Just gonna grab his elbow, like, el- you know, when you link elbows. Okay, we're going on an adventure. Yeah. Where do you take him? Uh, to the snack machine. Ooh. Yeah, that'll get his attention. I like the gummy worms. I like regular worms more, but gummy ones are pretty good. Regular versus sour. Uh, regular is always better. No, I mean real worms. No, but we're talking about gummy worms. I don't eat real worms. I do. <laughs> Now you want to talk about some fish? Let me tell you about some fish. <laughs> How come we don't have any vending machine with our food? This is racist. Um, is there like milk in there? No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Memphis, uh, you're like out of the business and shit now. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Everyone was kind of working together. I was kind of a figurehead. You know, I mostly just play cards. You can still work for me, but I have a. Uh, sensitive, delicate question? Oh. What's up with you sending, sending, sending assassins after people? I didn't send anybody anything anywhere. See, that's not what I heard. I heard that the, uh, person that Bo supposedly killed with one word was an assassin sent by you. They worked for me. I didn't send them. They just went of their own accord? Listen, the Molefolk community has a lot of different people with a lot of different opinions on how things should be done. 
I'm the leader because I'm the least objectionable of all the people in leadership positions. There are people who want us to like leave Valentine or only work with other mole folk or try to take things over. Fuck those guys. <laughs> Why fuck those guys? Wasn't he just saying there's people who want the moles to just like keep to themselves? Yeah, other moles, he's saying. Oh, other moles. I thought he was saying that other people, like lizards, are being racist against the moles. I mean, probably. But he's just saying within the mole folk community. Oh, mole on mole. They're not a hive mind. And some moles think their interests would be better served if the heads of crown were in the ground. That rhymed. I didn't mean for it to rhyme. Okay. So. So they were just assuming they were working for you because they were also moles. No, they, I mean, they worked for hospitality, but I, I'm not, they're not robots that I pilot. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't wear every other mole like a suit. They weren't serving your interests. They were going rogue. Yeah. I mean, they thought they were serving my interests. Anyway, it's complicated. This, here's the thing. Solomon gets what Solomon wants because Solomon, Solomon makes decisions and then those decisions happen. We want stuff, a lot of different stuff. And then we spend pretty much all of our time fighting each other over which stuff to get and how and why. Okay. Well, I feel better now. You're not like some crazy two-faced guy. I only have the one face. Correct. Yeah, it has a very good snout on it. And I would like to keep my snout attached, which means I don't want to play this game with any of these crown people anymore. And I also don't want to have to watch my back for my own people who might disagree with my decisions and get rid of me. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Don't have to worry about that anymore. Now it's your problem. Yay! Somebody might try to shoot me. Good luck! Again. It happens all the time. Help. <laughs> have you considered doing a non-shooty job? Well, I don't do the shooting. I just, I don't know. I like, I used to be pretty aimless. I kind of like being pseudo in charge or something. So you don't do the shooting, but you want to be in charge. So what do you do? I don't know. I just be cool and people listen to me, I guess. That's the goal, right? So you don't do any bad things? No, sometimes I do bad things. Sometimes I hurt people. I punched an old man yesterday. <laughs> that sounds like you. But see, that's the problem. I don't want it to sound like me. I want to be fun, crazy Lenora, not fun, crazy Lenora who's going to punch you in the face. Hmm. But sometimes it's hard because you think the person's going to kill you with their stone eyes. <laughs> and they're going to turn you to stone. And then you're like, oh, sh I better punch this old man so he doesn't turn me to stone. We've all been there. Yeah. You want to share a bag of gummy worms? We gotta, Can we go look for a vending machine that has real worms and fish? Yeah, let's go find the worm and fish vending machine. Hell yeah. They're right off into the sunset. <laughs> okay, he's very soft. Oh, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just a flavor. He just wanted to point out how soft he was? No, you're riding him into the sunset. No. <laughs> he's a man, I thought. He's a man. Oh, now, now he's a man. <laughs> well, I wasn't allowed to pet his belly, so. When it serves your interests, he's a man. Let's just go get some worms and fish. Anything else? So as we, as we near the finale, I don't know how much any of these characters are going to be alive or on screen anymore. So if there's anything else you want to say to these people, now is the time. 
Rosen, I love you. Bye. <laughs> We're gonna go find worms and fish, but you're my favorite. Bye. <laughs> there's still so, there's a couple there's a couple episodes. I just don't want no, I know. you to think, oh, I have plenty of time to wrap all these story s- stuff up, and then t- ten episodes later, you're dead. I feel like I got a good Memphis convo in. Mm-hmm. He wants to keep his snout attached. He wants to eat those worms. Mm-hmm. Doesn't want to get shot. Same. And also, any organization which requires solidarity over long periods of time is almost always going to be waylaid by infighting. So, yeah, that's fun. That's good. I would like to talk to Algernon if I could. Sure. You don't have uh, that much rapport with Algernon built up. He just knows you're famous and he's a boy. So, oh boy, is he? Uh, I want to try to catch him, I guess. After the meeting, mm-hmm. when we're we're all leaving, and um, I'm trying to think what would be like a good location for this. Uh, for some reason, we're both in the boiler room. <laughs> <laughs> I have a sharp glove. Don't ask questions. I'm trying to. I'm legitimately. I'm trying to think of all the places I know from like backstage wrestling segments. And usually, if a fight didn't happen at the concession stand, it happens in like an anonymous boiler room kind of thing. So. Um, that's just Are you the guys first like th- checking the gaskets and stuff. Yeah, like I'm I'm just thinking it was actually it used to be an old wrestling match type boiler room brawl and you just hit each other against like old steam generators and shit. It was good times. This one needs a new O-ring. As far as ominous place places to have discussions, you think like parking garage is the one that comes to mind. Oh yeah. That actually exists and people would go to in this situation. See, in my mind, mm-hmm. Everything connects back to my limited uh, view of the world perceived entirely through the lens of professional wrestling. Okay. So uh, they don't have parking lots per se. When they do, someone gets hit by a car or they get flipped over on a car or they're in a car and then an ambulance or a semi hits it instead. So I'm going to try to avoid that. Um, I just want to talk to Algernon somewhere uh, alone and basically Reese is going to go up to him and just say, so, um, how are things with you and your dad? I mean, he still totally sucks, like, a lot, but he cries more, which is good. Oh, I'm enjoying that. He made an old man cry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's weird. He's still the same guy, but he remembers things that didn't happen, which is kind of creepy, but he's nicer. You win some, you lose some. Is it something that you're comfortable with? I think he's going to put me back in his will and then I'll get the company and he probably won't hit people as much. I'm comfortable with those facts. Am I comfortable with the fact that you squished my dad's brain? And so he so that he's not the same person, really? It's creepy. I try not to think about it. I'm sorry about that. It wasn't like my first intention, but it seemed like things were going to go bad if we didn't do something. And. You know, I'm just kind of tired of dealing with people dying. It's happened a lot recently. I can only take so much trauma and then I'll reach a critical mass and I think I'll just disappear into a black hole. Big mood. (laughs) Black hole's a very overpowered holodeck card. Is it? I don't... Yeah, it destroys all the monsters. That seems good. You You should play those. I do. That's cool. Sorry, I don't, I don't know. I don't usually relate everything to Holodeck. I'm just nervous. You're Rat Girl, and it's like, we're here in the boiler room. It's kind of romantic. Oh my God. <laughs> Is it? Put him in jail. 
<laughs> Gay baby jail. Steam shoots. Look at the steam. It's all like steamy, you know. If you're going to be back in your father's will then and maybe eventually take over the company, do you think you're going to be ready for that responsibility? Oh, I mean, definitely not, but that's not my problem. <laughs> I mean, I think it is. It's just your problem several years from now. That's what the money's for. How so? Well, when you don't have money, you have problems. Yep. <laughs> and then when you do have money, you could just pay them to make the problems go away. So, I mean, no, I'm not ready. I didn't go to school for business. I don't have experience. I don't, quote unquote, know what a stock is. <laughs> but um, Wait, what did you go to school for? Oh, I, I dropped out. I was going for poetry. Because I, I didn't think I'd have to do much work, but it turns out you actually have to write a lot of poems. I, I mean, isn't that what your cards are all about? Isn't it like, uh, like you know, epic poems and stuff? She thinks it's like Greek history. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah, there's one set that's based on epic poems. It has like an epic poem flavor. It's called Top Down Design. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I don't want to bore you with my nerd stuff. It's just that... You do realize that, like, my dad isn't the head of finance because he's the smartest man in history, right? That's not how it works. No, but I'm also trying to see if when you become the head of finance, if you'll be a different sort of person than who your dad was, which, from all accounts that I've understood, was a pretty angry old man who hit people a lot. Oh, God, he just really likes to hit people. It's like his favorite thing. No, I'm not. I don't really like hitting people that much. Please. <laughs> no hit. No, it's it messes up my nail polish. Aw. I like your nails. Yeah. What color? Purple. Sparkly? Yes. It contrasts with the yeah. with the green from the snakes. It pops. Looks like Joker colors. <laughs> yeah, I'm edgy. What's good? No. <laughs> oh, back to jail! I'm like I'm like like Reese is thinking back to when she was in his room looking around for herself. She's like, this guy sure has a lot of Deadpool and Joker T-shirts in his closet, <laughs> <laughs> almost exclusively. He just he is a I was just say a human hot topic. He's a Medusa hot topic. Hot topic is like mostly anime now. Yeah, old school hot topic. Back when okay. Lauren and I were oh, in like middle 2000s school. Oh, two thousands hot topic. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, I mean, listen, Algernon sucks, but in like an endearing way where he could have, any of us could have ended up as Algernon. We were all there. I absolutely, this isn't how the character started, but it is absolutely kind of an alternate universe Austin where all of his nerdy and insecure shit uh, was bolstered by privilege. And so it went down a different path. So he sucks, but in a way that I identify with. Big mood. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Reese will say, so do you think we're good then because i mean i'll be honest i'm going to carry the guilt of doing this for the rest of my life and it it, it it's becoming pretty suffocating but i'd like to know that at least you his son aren't too bothered by it no i mean you've been you've objectively improved my life by pretty much every metric i got away with a lot of crimes i'm gonna become a millionaire before i'm 20 um i can walk around my own house without fear of being hit it's Really extraordinary. Um, it's objectively a pretty evil thing you did, and you're probably going to feel bad forever, but that's just super not my problem. Oh my god. Thanks. Back to jail. <laughs> Thanks. With, like, the weakest finger guns. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, I could pay for your therapy. Does that help? No. 
<laughs> All right, that's that. I'm gonna be honest. That was my only idea. So, good talking with the Algernon. Was was it? Was it the boilers? They're very steamy. Want to come look at the boilers with me? I mean, they're right here. We've been looking at them. He just wiggles his eyebrows. Is there something wrong with your eyes? Did you get something in them? Never mind. <laughs> He's just gonna leave. Is the is the steam from the boilers making your eyes water? Is that why you're doing that? Yes, Reese. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 And she's gonna shrink into a rat and hide in the corner. <laughs> Did we find the worm and fish machine? Yes, they're delicious. They're delicious, but overpriced. Oh, every funny machine is the same. I don't have anything specifically. I yelled at the old man. Mm-hmm. Is the bear here? Did she bring? Did she bring bird with her? Why do you ask questions you know the answer you want? I feel like you should just tell me. I want to go hunt down that bear. All right, he's in the parking lot sitting in a sports car, paws on the wheel, grunting and trying to steer it. It's off. Is he the driver? I mean, he didn't drive here, but he's definitely sitting in the driver's seat. Oh, I really had hoped he had driven. <laughs> who's, who's driving? Bear driving. He drove her here. No, he's just sitting in the, he's sitting in the driver's seat going, and just turning the wheel. Yo, bird. You want some fish and worms? He nods vigorously. All right, let's do this. Get him loser going shopping. I guess I'm the loser. Uh-huh. Reese, you're there too. I've decided. Uh, So last time I met the bear, he, he was potentially going to eat me. So I'm going to cautiously keep my distance. Uh-huh. And um, Reese is confused in the situation. She'll just throw bed towards the bear. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. Throw what? Bread. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lenore's gonna say, get in, Reese, we're going shopping. <laughs> um, I mean, the bear will definitely eat the bread. If I, I want to just be clear, uh, Bird was not going to eat Reese. Uh, you were sneaking into textiles. Uh, the bear saw you and, like, confronted you, but didn't do anything overtly violent. And if you had yeah, failed those protect. checks to escape, it would have just, like, licked you. So, uh, okay. Yeah, I got I, I It was a little sleight of hand there to make it seem like it was a dangerous situation, but spoiler, the, the bear's nice. Oh, cool. Then I'm going to make him a fire bear then. What? What does that mean? Uh, I'm going to make him like a Pokemon. I'm going to give him like flaming fur. It doesn't hurt him, but I'm going to draw on his fur to make it like flaming cool fucking like fire Pokemon. And you're the fur. conduit of art, so you can just draw things on people now? Yeah. This is the coolest bear. So as a conduit of art, you can make things that aren't real real. Now, I want to clarify, is this a burning fire on this bear? Or is it like the episode of SpongeBob where he makes the doodle bob and it's just a paper kind of fire? Paper fire sounds cute. I, I want to draw on his fur and give it like these cool streaks that make it look like it's like fur that acts as fire. It's not actually on fire, but it's like cool. It's like a cool dye job. Like per Yeah, exactly. Okay, so he looks like he looks like he's in like little big planet or terror way or something and he's like has a fire effect but he's not oh, setting the car on fire. He's so cute. Yeah, exactly. He he just looks cooler now. It's the world's coolest bear. Yeah. The bear's very excited to see both of you. Um and you guys he's like sitting, he's gonna start beeping the horn. <laughs> beep beep. Oh, he loves it. Beep beep. Um We're gonna make a fish and worm sandwiches with that bread Reese threw at us. Um, as you guys are sitting there hanging out with uh, Bird, uh, Bo walks up to her car, uh, sees that you guys are all like hanging out on his car, and it just says like, celebrating your acquisitions, Team Loser. Uh, just hanging out with our good friend Bird. He is rather delightful, isn't he? Do you play with him enough? Does he get enough to eat? 
He's walked every day. We have a scheduled recreation time. Enrichment, it's called. But is it with you? Bernie's owner. <laughs> I wouldn't call myself an owner. Well, you're not an owner, but you know what I mean. When you have a small, or in this case, a large animal living in your house, you got to spend time with them every day. So they know you still love them. Yes, we spend adequate time in each other's company. We go way back. Okay. How far back? Yeah. To the same printing machine. Oh, because of Project Eternity. Yes. Oh, so Bear's like a bajillion years old? The, quite the opposite. I believe we're both four and a half? But your but your brains. Oh. Not the physical brain, but the mind brain. I have all of the original Beatrice's memories, so if you consider that age, then yes, I'm quite a bit older. A gentleman doesn't tell. Uh, but Bird, I mean, before he was a bear, I believe he was a dog, and then before that a cat, and then a bird, where the name comes oh. from, obviously. So he has all those memories, add them up, I don't know, 10, 15? No wonder he's so smart. I feel like we've discovered something that the DM has been quietly thinking about for the entire season, but no one asked the right questions to get to this point. Yeah, weird. It's almost like every character in this entire season is actually really deep and has like a whole complex backstory, and you just killed off half of them and ignored the other. It's fine. And I'm not mad. I'm not salty. It doesn't get into my skin. It doesn't bother me. Why would I even be mad about it? Anyway, uh, what do you guys say to this? Someone else needs to take some sequel here. <laughs> Go to uh, bed. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Beatrice says, like, my understanding is that all the animals don't possess the same neurological structures, so not all of it translates perfectly, but... You can see little tells here and there, intelligences, understanding, the language centers of dogs that have evolved next to humans. Isn't that right, Bird? Bird nods. Oh, he's so smart. I understand human speech and have this entire time and have reacted that way and no one noticed. It's weird. Uh, can Bird come over for playdates since we're coworkers now and we're like, cool? Bird is his own person. He can go where he wishes. Yes. Your team and I have some unpleasant history, but... Didn't you want to kill us? No, I set you up with a job interview and you went berserk. Uh, well, we were under the impression you wanted to kill us. Yes, and that I believe that has been clarified to you several times. That's not what happened, but whatever. I don't hold it against you because I know you're not all there. What are you going to do now? Bird, come to my house later for cake. Did you say, what am I going to do now? Yeah, like now that you've acquired... R&D and construction. Are you going to make like really fancy looking buildings? Someone will. I will continue doing the same thing I've always done, which is be the most famous and successful fashion designer in the world. And then I will pay other people to build things, mostly production factories for textiles. What does your power do? Miracles. Yeah. How does that work? Miracles. How do those work? Yes, it's not as predictable a power as yours. Yours seems very reliable. Mine is, uh, much like myself, a highly improbable and special event. I'm special. <laughs> You're very special, dear. But there are some magics which can only be implemented after lifetimes of study. In old days, wizards would seclude themselves in towers for centuries with all their books, doing all kinds of dark experiments and lich nonsense to hope to achieve 
some of the things that I can wield at will. The only caveat is I never know what's going to happen until it happens. That's fun. Hmm. Well, I'm going to go buy some cake now because I told Bird we'd have cake later, so I better actually follow up on that promise. <laughs> Bird goes and climbs out of the car to go with you to go get cake. All right, yeah, we're going on a cake adventure. All right, is just like, all right, I didn't really understand your explanation of your powers. I'm going to go eat cake. Uh, Reese, do you have anything as Lenora walks away with the bear? Yeah, I'm going to say, uh, so at this point, you'd consider yourself mostly solely kind of concerned with just being a fashion designer and the rest of things kind of outside your, your zone of interest. The original Beatrice had many ambitions. Fashion was a means to an end of success, to be rich, to be famous, to be powerful. I inherited many things from him, but the thing that's always been the most important to me is expression, self-expression of what I am, who I am, how I am. That is all that I care about. If I was penniless, I would still be out there making art. It is, of course, incredibly helpful <laughs> to have all these resources, but that is that will always be my focus, which is why I did not go to great pains to retain your services. You were useful. You were valuable. I tried to help you move on to a, a more profitable business. Not you, Reese, your team, obviously. She's walk. She's bye. Lenora's just like walking away. She's like, I was bye. trying to, I was, I was literally just talking about you into you and now you're gone. Okay. <laughs> your friends, Reese, they're, well, I'm just going to say it. They're gormless. They don't have any gorms. You don't have any gorms. You're not here anymore. Uh, what's gormless? It means they don't have any gorms, Reese. Try to keep up. What's, you hear on the wind. You don't have any gorms. <laughs> Reese absolutely takes out her phone and has to look up what gormless is. <laughs> does that mean Chris does? Yes, I'm 100%. Chris, you don't have any gorms. Chris, you're without gorms. To behave in a stupid or awkward manner. But none of these <laughs> are as commonly used nowadays as gormless. So she's calling everyone on the team stupid and doltish? Yes. Okay. She says, I get a feeling you're not like them. Are you going to be striking out on your own soon? Uh, I don't really know. This has all sort of been something I wasn't really expecting. I was just a... Uh, a clerk at a bank before all this, and now, uh, now I can realter reality with my art. So you know, mm. considering options. Well, if your options are open, I always have opportunities over at the textiles. We could use someone like you. Is all I'm saying. I mean, Lenora is a natural fit to run hospitality. Ed seems to have a managerial instinct at administration. Frank, I'm sure, could find something. Cards. <laughs> I, I don't think Frank would uh, be much of a manufacturer, but I'm sure he'll, he'll land on his feet. Oh, his husband works at media. I'm sure that's fine. They'll be, they will survive. But I don't think you're ever going to be welcome in a bank again. You couldn't pass the background test. So if, uh, if your bank account ever requires assistance, I could find a place for your art. Can I have a business card? <laughs> Take your pick, dear. Um, he pulls out uh, like a fucking business card holster and there's like, it's like a scene in American Psycho where it's like, eggshell, 
off-white tasteful <laughs> thickness <laughs> there's like a bunch of different kinds there's like i of course couldn't settle on just one there's they all say different things about me you know i'm gonna draw wings on one of the uh the, the uh, calling cards so it flies away where's it going I don't know, it just flies up, and everybody's like, I don't know why I wanted to do that, can I have another one? <laughs> no, that one will find you when the time is right. <laughs> also, can we establish that now that Reese is the conduit of art, you don't need to like pull out a sketchbook, you can just like draw on the air? Yes, I hope so. Yeah, you just, just big wrist movements uh, as if the whole world is your canvas. Oh, that's perfect. Uh, we've We've established a lot this episode, so... Um, I think everybody's going to go their separate ways for now. Yep. Yeah. I'll head back home and cry. It's my, <laughs> usual, it's my usual MO. But I'm going to cry in the cake, so it's better. All right. So uh, the team get, is going to go home, rest up. Uh, the V-Store login is going to come in, and they're going to, during their downtime scenes, maybe their last downtime scenes, uh, spend time with the important people in their lives as they read up on Solomon Luna, figure out where he is, and then try to seize uh, the all-important 50% of this country. Um, meanwhile... Dun-dun-dun. Imagine, if you will, Solomon Luna. Thorny devil lizard folk. A jerk. <laughs> uh, an elderly gentleman uh not quite as old as richard but bowed at the back he sits in a church pew all alone it's dark you can't see any religious iconography in here uh, and there doesn't seem to be anybody else in the room behind him a door opens and closes and you hear footsteps echoing across the empty building and someone sits down behind him. And then Solomon says, I trust Professor Blackwood and Inspector Graves will no longer be a problem. Chris, that's you. Uh, uh, does she, I, I guess she still speaks. <laughs> I, so for the audience, I have not briefed Chris. I'm <laughs> dropping him into a hot potato exercise. Um, he, Chris does not have any insider information about what I'm doing here. So I'm just going to say I trust you to role play this other character without any details about who or what it is. Hmm. Just picture the HBO scene. There's a thorny devil lizard man sitting in a church pew. A mysterious figure sits down behind him in a pew in the blackness. And he says, Professor Blackwood... And Inspector Graves are no longer going to be a problem. And whatever this, the per, whatever voice you use for the audience, uh, it is muffled uh, by the helmet the figure is wearing. So don't assume anything relating to like age or gender or anything else about this figure. See, my first thought was almost to be like it was a silent killer, and it'll just like tap a foot to confirm something, or like tap the 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 edge of its harpoon essentially. But if we want to, if we want a voice. Yeah, the helmet's important. I described it before. It looks like a thorny devil uh, lizard folk head. So like uh, like a fighter pilot's uh, full head helmet, obscuring their entire head. But as if the it, you know a fighter pilot's helmet is made for a human's shaped head. So that's that's what I want you to picture. Uh, okay, so the figure will say, 
Their blood stains the desert red. <laughs> There's an eerie silence in this building. You don't hear any wind. You don't hear any distant people outside. Like There's no like street noise. Um, the, the lights in here are very dim, like maybe lantern light. And Luna says, the algorithm predicted perfectly. No! <laughs> what does it predict next? They are on their way. Then they will die. <laughs> <laughs> Victory at all costs. You believe it's morning. I'm alive, but that's the last thing on my mind. You believe it's morning. I'm alive, but that's the last thing on my mind. Huh. Y'all see them in the street struggling, young, dumb, and thuggin' give a fuck about nothing. Stuck at rock bottom trying to come up on something. Pumping from sundown to sun up, he hustling. Vision, my nigga, now get in where you're fitting. And see prison as just a high cost of living the life. Any up, cause if you blow that dice on that old. Hello, Lauren. Hello, Austin. Are you ready to record the credits for July 2018? Well, I mean, I think you mean record the credits oh. for July. <laughs> okay. I didn't and know we were going to do it the whole time. you should have called me Warren. Warren. All right. So music this month. We got new music. Uh, we have both uh, Cream by the Wu-Tang Clan, but with a re- it's a remix by Phonics, used with permission. Also, Back in the Game by Wu-Tang Clan, remixed by Phonics as well. That's Phonics. Whoa, you're so cool. P-H-O-N-I-K-S. He has a new album out as well, so definitely support that good stuff uh it's like a jazz uh influenced hip-hop uh, his uh, original stuff very cool also sweet for violin and piano an arrangement uh of the metroid soundtrack uh, the metroid soundtrack uh from overclocked remix it took me a minute to realize that you were saying like sweet like a like fancy classical music piece and not like sweet like heckin sweet <laughs> yeah it's sweet violin and piano it's wrong i was like hell yeah how sweet is this violin and piano <laughs> yeah next next month is gonna be groovy violin and piano yes i'll take it all right so executive producers july 2018 all right do you want to start i'll start uh joseph tombrello Stellaris. random web person aka foreign mom aka kirsten i can't believe you've done this is it Kirsten or Kirstein? Kirstein. She, I think she changed it specifically so you'd stop tripping over it. I, I, you know, point it out right now. Uh, for everyone whose name I pronounce a different way wrongly every month, I'm sorry. Uh, I talk to people for a living, and I know I hear a thousand pronunciations. I try. I promise. Uh, Jayed. J- it's J H Y E H D. So Jayed. Jayed. I think it's that. Uh, Jesse Young. Devin Smith. Savarden Akrasimova. Arna Helgadotter. Brent, Jade likes the booty. Goatly. <laughs> the Cult of Gorfanax. Paul Mullen. Toshira Kuru. Possum Kingdom Refugee. Oh my god, I want to go to the Possum Kingdom. It sounds very, very scream. Yeah, same. Um, Dr. Goatman. Andrew Grothen. Levi the Young. Kevin Dobbins. Robert Dakin. Anthony Sever. Su- Morgan Rapp. Kiefer Lowe. Ikorin. I just want to go back a second to Kiefer Lowe, because... My stoner ass went, yeah, Keith. Jesus Christ, Lord. <laughs> Listen, I've had a long day. I've had a long life. 
Okay. We're, uh, we're at Lassie Cruz, right? I think so, yes. Uh, Samantha Rain. Dr. Tao. Sean Lyons Burke. Turbo Yeet into the Crocs of God. <laughs> I've been waiting for this one all month. Uh, this... I don't know what Yeet means. <clears throat> oh, okay. It's like a, it's the thing that kids say. It's a viral thing. We're... What is it like? What does it mean? Is it like yas or and the video i saw was this girl who who like um someone handed her an empty bottle and she's like this shit empty Yeet! and she threw it into the crowd oh so it's kind of like a exclamation of it's when it's when the teens get fired up they say Yeet. okay anyway matthias lakitz jane magnet harley astor garrett ryan brown primordial orc andrew falu conduit of me- mediocrity itself same <laughs> Nice. Uh, Puck. Iannis Soy My Name Nicolopolis. Soy. Sorry, I just love the word soy now because, you know. Uh-huh. Soy boys. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be an insult, but it just sounds like really cute. <laughs> okay, anyways. Violet Skittles Unicorn. Uh, parentheses. Poke A? Pokey? It's, it's the season two. Violet Skittles Unicorn, Electro Diglett, Nidoran, Mankey, Venusaur, Rattata, Pharaoh, Pidgey. Oh, well, I don't know shit about shit, apparently. <laughs> Joaquin Groaning. Uh, Jerry Flowers. Hey, Jerry. Jess Ball Sing. John Barnett. Q Cumber. Uh, one of our, I think, uh, most unrecognized, but still one of the best names. <laughs> I think it's good because it's like a first name and a last name and it's cucumber. Whatever. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Fuck, fuck my drag, right? <laughs> Hustle Bones. Killer Cotton Shizno. Nicholas Dominic. Isaac Arevalo. Yam. Anna Michael. Andrew Birmingham. Douglas Williamson. The Most Wise Guru. Z23619. You said that weird. Sorry. I'd say 23619. Or... Two hundred and thirty-six nineteen. No, it'd be twenty. It'd be twenty-three thousand six hundred nineteen. I'm moving on. <laughs> Quench the void. Adorable smile. Uh, Vizzy Huggles. Jay Logan, conduit of queerness itself. Uh, kind of same. I try. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cast of Dungeons: The Gathering. Madison Lilith McKenzie. Notorious Stoltz or Stoltzy. It's <laughs> every every month. Stoltz. Victoria. Stoltz. Victoria Melito. Scotty Vilhard. Aline! Majin. Criterion. Einar Johansson. Carter Rayner. Major Tam. Matthew B. Hare. Jorgen Conduit of Name Butchering Winewick Ford. Joy Fox. Razumi Yazura. Albert West. Ken Furstall. Eleanor Nonantesi's Periton. Scott Cummings. Why'd you say it like that? You know why I said it like that. Starlight Glimmer Did Nothing Wrong. Jewman Jack. Melly Tish. Arjun de Koenig. Grimlock. John Potts. Noah Sudret. Zephasaurus. Elderly Goose. Salad Child. Seraph Stone. Castor UK. Aki Savalainen. The Paladin's Wife. Florian H. Happy birthday, Amanda from Spike. <laughs> they <laughs> gave us a message. Cool. Junk 2.0. The Hadsels. Dominic Bowden. Melissa Nielsen. Don. Reynard, the conduit of being stoned, extreme same. First of all, so there, I love you, Reynard. There's a couple of different like flavors. There's the person with the, giving themselves different conduits, the people giving messages, and there's people trying to get you to say same. Maybe you should make messages a thing on the Patreon. Uh, who knows? Uh, Pruitt Holcomb, Artemis BJJ, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in Bristol, Francois V, Shanus, 
Dennis Pancake Detlefson. Miko from Finland. Dennis Bangston. Josh Mosier. Andigo Van Dane. I feel like it should be Andigo Van Dane, unless they've corrected you, because that sounds, like, cooler. I'm just dunking on you, because it's <laughs> <laughs> Five purple wands. That's the right amount. Sydney Marzing. Jess the Jester. Brady Warner. Kitty Foe. James Neely. Marissa Donaldson. M. Joe. Lana Seawolf. Lana Seawolf. Lana? Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, y'all. I try to remember from month to month, but I'm bad. Toby Gleason Stack. Matthew Weber. Melissa Booker. Cameron Abbas. Dylan. Anna Stulfar. Sean, the host of Funk Dunk Plays. Harrison Andrew. Christopher Charlau. Jorrit. Viger Arnston. Cody Jackson. And August Rue. Wow. I freed you from the name prison. <laughs> yeah. I just want to point out for fun flair, uh, whenever I end up reading Just the Jester, I always shrug like the, the shrug emoji. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's Just the Jester. Thank you. We have to thank things. We do. So sketch.bandcamp.com. Sketch.bandcamp.com. <laughs> Bandcop? No, this is no no cops. No band cops. No cops of any kind. This is a cop-free no zone. What about cop dogs, dog cops? Oh, it's hard. I'm so conflicted. I'm torn. I know, because they're cute and they think they're being good boys, but do they know? Mm-hmm. They don't. So sketch.bandcamp.sketch.com.com sketch.bandcamp. Also, patreon.com slash weekly manga recap. That's Chris Larios. Yeah, who is also Rolo T, I believe, on Twitter. Who else is on Twitter? Laura. She's real popular there, as she should be, because she's great. <laughs> yeah. Laura K. Buzz, I believe. Yes. Uh, there and I think everywhere else, right? Pretty much. Also, kotaku.co.uk. Make sure you get the UK in there. It's the different one. They're separate. Um, we can support you by... Me? Uh, yeah, you. Oh. Uh, Austin is currently taking a break from school over the summer so please uh subscribe not subscribe is it subscribe <laughs> patreon.com slash austin yorsky yeah help him eat I, first of all thank you second of all it's 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 all good we're all good we're just doing our best yeah uh i'm not really interesting but if you want to follow my ramblings on twitter i post a lot of cats uh i'm Margalicious. Nice. Um, so yeah, the show's on iTunes, Podbean, we said Patreon, YouTube, all those places you can like and comment, subscribe, rate. Yeah. Interact with them. We got to get our socials right. You got to get the algorithm to surface our engagement. We have a Discord server if people want to talk about shit. Oh, yeah. It's very hidden, though. Only the cool kids can know how to find it. And I'm sure that nobody else, except for me, searches their name to see what people say about their character every week. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Oh, we have to thank the animals. Do we have to? Yeah. uh, (laughs) Miss Butterscotch will be extremely furious if we don't. Oh, she's she's so angry all the time. Uh, She's a hedgehog. She lives in my house and she hates me. (laughs) She hates most things. Yeah, shout out to Anna and Zelda. Anna almost started a fire today in my house. Actually, she did start a fire. What? That's awesome. I have a thing about making sure nothing is on the stove. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I wasn't home to make sure there was nothing on the stove. So the person who lives in my house left something on the stove because uh, that's what he does. <laughs> and the cats have big bunny feet that they kick around like fucking losers because they don't know how to be cats. And apparently she turned on the stove and something plastic melted and started a fire. I'm 100% certain that your eventual cause of death will be cat one way or another. Yeah, probably. Um, 
We should probably also thank the other cats on the show. Smudge. Smudge, who also loves bread. Smudge. Smudge. Is a very good name for a cat. Smudge. And uh, Chris has a dog. Scotia. Who I think is good. I've heard her bork a couple times. It was pretty good. They're cheeky borks. Yeah. So uh, anything else we should include in the fun credits? Should I tell them about how I tase myself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the whole story. Um, yeah, I accidentally tased myself with my own taser. So don't do that, folks. Peak Lenora. Ugh. It did not feel good. <laughs>